Hi, and welcome to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Food Show. I am Samantha with the Little Ferraro Kitchen. I'm a food blogger, a cookbook author, and a cooking instructor. On this show, we'll be talking all about weeknight cooking, recipes, fun ingredients. Basically, if you love cooking and love talking about food, this is the place to be. Welcome back to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Cooking Show. My name is Samantha Ferraro, your host. And if you love cooking and love talking about food and eating and everything that happens with food, you are in the right place. So don't go anywhere. Before we get into this week's episode, I always like to start off with what we've been cooking and eating in our kitchens over the last week. And we are still holding on to summer. We are craving these really bright, fresh, flavorful salads and side dishes. And one of the things that I made about a week ago was this Thai-inspired noodle salad. And it was so lovely. It hit the spot on a warm summer day. And what I did was I took the flavors of a Thai or Vietnamese spring roll, if you will, and a peanut sauce, and I made it into this deconstructed cold noodle salad, and it was so lovely. I took some wheat noodles, I boiled them until they would just cook through, so just al dente, and then I put them under cold water so they stopped cooking and also got cold because this is a cold salad. Once that's done, there is a few more things to prep, such as your julienne vegetables. And julienne is a term to describe matchsticks in terms of cutting vegetables. So very long, thin strips of vegetables. And to go with this cold salad, I julienne some cucumber, some carrot, and some bell peppers. I added that to the cold noodles. I added lots of fresh herbs. So in this case, some fresh mint and fresh basil. Just threw that right in. And now for the peanut sauce. This sauce is going to bring all those flavors together. And because we were kind of channeling these Thai or Vietnamese flavors, I wanted something sweet and tangy and savory and salty all in one bite. Now, this peanut sauce is by no ways traditional, but I definitely took inspiration from that cuisine and created this really easy weeknight peanut sauce. There's a lot of ingredients, but once you make it, you can store it in the fridge for a few days and Honestly, I put on everything. I made some spring rolls. I just use vegetables to dip it into. It's so delicious. So get a food processor because that just makes everything super easy and super smooth. And then from there, get all your ingredients. Now, there's a lot of ingredients. There's peanut butter, rice wine vinegar, lime juice, ginger, garlic, a little sriracha for heat, a little soy sauce for saltiness. And I like to add fish sauce because that gives it an extra saltiness, but also this kind of funky, umami, savory flavor. And I absolutely love it. Blend it all up in a food processor. And you might have to add some warm water to it just to get that consistency really nice and pourable, but you still want it thick as well. And from there, you just use it as a dressing or you can use it to dip vegetables in or spring rolls in. I like to make a nice big batch and put it in a mason jar, just leave it in my fridge. And if I'm just craving something fresh and crunchy, I just open up that jar and dip some veggies in and I have such a lovely snack. And the great thing about a cold noodle salad like that is it keeps so well in the fridge. You can make this a day or two in advance and you can serve it just as is. It's so, so simple. 
It's always so refreshing. However, I would recommend adding the fresh herbs closer to when you're serving just because fresh herbs are so delicate and they can wilt and brown and change color. They're still fine, but they can definitely change in texture and get a little mealy and wet. So if you can keep the herbs separate until right before serving, definitely recommend that. But other than that, it is such a versatile salad. If you have different vegetables in your fridge, such as cabbage or carrots, add that in. Some edamame would be fantastic as well. It's so versatile, so delicious. I will include a recipe link in the show notes because this is definitely a must make, especially in the summer. Another summary recipe that we made, well, if you listen to my previous episode, we chatted about Hawaii recipes and local recipes. And I grew up in Hawaii. And lately, I've just felt very connected to that culture. And I really wanted to bring these recipes to life and to our community. And I shared a poke recipe, which is raw fish that is seasoned with soy sauce. And there's all these different versions of poke. And what I did was I kind of had a fun modern twist on poke and I made poke nachos. So I kind of took inspiration from Hawaiian local cuisine and Mexican cuisine and blended them to a really fun recipe. So to make poke nachos, I started with some baked wonton chips and I chose wonton chips in lieu of tortilla chips because I thought wonton chips are a little bit lighter and they complement the raw fish a little bit better. It's a little bit more delicate than tortilla chips. And you can make your own wonton chips at home. They're really easy. So what you do is you get some wonton wrappers and you can find this at most grocery stores near the tofu or at a specialty Asian or international store. And you take Take your wontons and you cut them into triangles. From here, you can season them however you like. I like to add some furikake, which is seaweed and a sesame mix. It's usually served with rice or on top of rice. Or you can just put sesame seeds or you can put some dry seaweed or nothing at all. Maybe some salt would be nice. I pop that in the oven for about 10 minutes at 425 degrees, just until crisp and lightly golden brown. And from there, they're ready to go. They're nice and crispy and dry and they hold the poke so easily. So once you have your poke all done and you have your baked wonton chips all done, really from here, you're just layering everything up. So I took my poke, I laid it right on top of wonton chips that were spread on a platter. And then from here, have fun with the toppings. And this is where I took inspiration from nachos. So I put some avocado cubes and very thinly sliced jalapeno, some fresh cilantro and more sesame seeds and more furikake. And to really bring these flavors and textures together, I did a healthy drizzle of sriracha. So now we're taking more inspiration from the Asian cuisine and a good drizzle of Japanese mayo, also known as QP mayo. And it, let me tell you something. If you have never had Japanese mayo before, run and find a bottle. It is like nothing you've ever had. I am not a huge mayonnaise fan, I'll be honest. But this mayonnaise is rich and savory and so decadent. It tastes like egg yolks. It is so, so lovely. And when it pairs with the spicy sriracha on top of the ahi, it is such a fantastic 
fantastic combination. You can also take the mayonnaise and the sriracha and make a spicy mayo and drizzle that on top of the poke nachos. But I kind of liked the contrast of flavors and colors on the platter. I thought it looked very striking and you were able to get a bite of both of them when you picked up your wonton chip with the ahi and the two sauces and all the toppings. Such a delicious bite. Now on to this week's topic. We are talking about preserving the summer season and recipes that we can use to save the beautiful bounty of produce that we are getting right now. Right now, the end of July, August time is peak summer time for produce and anything growing. We went to the farmer's market the other day and it was hopping. It was a busy, busy Saturday morning, but all of the beautiful produce was abundant and I was walking down the aisles and all I saw were these beautiful rainbows of vegetables and fruits. I saw all these tomatoes starting to come and eggplants and beautiful peppers and zucchini and beets. And it was just so wonderful and so inspirational. I want to take everything home and just cook with it. (laughs) But that's easier said than done. (laughs) But now is a good time to stock up and then save or do different things to your fruits and vegetables so you can have them for the rest of the year. And one of my favorite things to do is a very simple refrigerator quick pickle. Now, apologies, because I do not have a recipe for this on my website. However, if you have my cookbook, you will find this recipe in my cookbook called The Weeknight Mediterranean Kitchen. And I made these really delicious super colorful, crunchy, quick pickles. And what I love about this recipe is that you can use whatever you have. So I use different aromatics and different vegetables. And once you have that base pickling solution, you can do anything you want. You can add different flavors, different herbs, different vegetables, and stick it in your fridge. And in a day, you have a delicious pickles. Now I have to grab my cookbook because I want to tell you the solution that I use. So the solution that I use is two cups of water, one cup of white vinegar, one cup of red wine vinegar. And I do think that the both vinegars have a different flavor. I find the red wine vinegar a little bit more sharp. Two tablespoons of salt, and I use kosher salt, and a half a cup of white sugar. So I like to heat that up over a flame on the stove in a small pot, get it nice and boiling, let it cool for a little bit. And then while that's happening, I get a bunch of clean mason jars. And this is where I put my aromatics and my different vegetables. Now the vegetables that I do are cucumbers or uh, Persian cucumbers, which have a very thin outer peel and they're really easy to eat and easy to pickle. Green beans, cauliflower florets. I like to cut them in about one inch size florets. So they're not too big. They're also not too small. They're able to easily be eaten, but also fit into the jar. Bell peppers and onions, carrots that are cut into about half inch pieces, roasted beets and turnips. And once I have my vegetables done, this is where I add all those aromatics. So depending what you like, if you like more sweet, if you like more salty, if you want more mustard, if you want more herbs, I tend to fall more on the herby side of it. And that's just a personal preference. But I definitely add some garlic to each of them, some fresh herbs such as thyme and rosemary. I also like to add some orange peel. So I take a vegetable peeler, I'll peel a strip of orange or lemon or lime, any citrus that you have. And I just stick that whole peel right into the jar. 
I also like to add some peppers, like some chilies, some spicy chilies, such as serrano or jalapeno. And I slice that thin and I just stick it right in the jar. And if you want to give some color to your pickles, I like to add a small chunk of red beets, just uncooked raw beet, and I put it in one of the jars and that gives it a beautiful blush pink color. I do that for my turnips and sometimes for my radishes. And it's really more for looks and color versus flavor. You might taste the beet a little bit, but it's definitely more for flavor. And if you've ever had a falafel sandwich or any other kind of like Mediterranean, Middle Eastern sandwich, sandwich, they'll often give you these really beautiful, striking, hot pink, purple pickles. And those are turnips. Those are turnips that have been pickled with a little beet. And it's so good with some falafel or some chopped salad or shawarma. It just gives a really nice contrast to the crunch and flavors of the heavy meat. So once you have your vegetables and aromatics in your jars, now you need to pour that solution into the jars. So I like to take my pickle solution, put it in a measuring cup because it has a little spout and that will be easier to pour it into the jars. And then I pour the solution into each jar, leaving a gap about an inch from the top. So you want to have some kind of space because it can expand and you don't want anything to start leaking. So I pour everything in. I let it cool until room temperature. I put the covers on, the lids on until finger tight. And then from there, you just pop it in the fridge and it's good for, I would say, a few months. Another favorite summer recipe where I want to get the best produce and have it all year round is cucumber kimchi. Now, this is another recipe that I grew up on in Hawaii, and it's a Korean recipe. And basically, once you have your kimchi paste, you mix it with some chopped Persian cucumbers, put it in a mason jar, and same thing like the pickles, pop it in the fridge, and in a few days, you have a delicious kimchi. Now, I love cucumber kimchi. Honestly, I love kimchi in general, but I like cucumber kimchi a little bit more than traditional cabbage kimchi because I find the cucumber one a lot more crunchier and fresher, and you can eat it sooner than the cabbage one. And putting some kimchi on some rice with some grilled meat, oh my gosh, there is absolutely nothing better. I will include a link to cucumber kimchi, but the basic recipe is you need to get some Korean red chili flakes, and I buy this at H-Mart. So if you have an H-Mart near you, I highly recommend popping over there and grabbing a bag. And then you mix in some really flavorful aromatics, such as green onion and ginger and garlic and sesame seeds, and also a little rice flour. And what the rice flour does is it helps bind everything together and just keep the sauce a little bit thicker and it also gives a little sweetness. So once you get that base kimchi base down, rubbed on the cucumbers, pop it in a mason jar, and I'm telling you, this is going to be your favorite, favorite snack. Another favorite preservation that I like to do, and here's the thing, I am no expert. This is just some things that I do at home because they are easy, they're quick, they keep well, and I know it's always going to be good and accessible. <laughs> so tomatoes are my absolute favorite food, and we are peak tomato season. Actually, we're just about getting there, just about peak tomato season. And when tomatoes are in season, I am telling you, there is nothing better. They are never sweeter, more riper, more colorful. They are absolute perfection. And when they're sun ripened on the vine, there is no comparison to 
tomatoes that have been picked too early. You can just totally tell the difference. You can smell the difference. And I want to preserve that for as long as I can, especially through the winter months. So what I like to do is I take as many tomatoes as I can, not too big. I usually do more of the Roma tomatoes or the vine-ripened tomatoes. And what I like to do is I cut them in half and I slow roast them in the oven. I go super low, maybe, uh, I would say 250 degrees. I season them with some salt and pepper, maybe some fresh herbs. And I just let them go low and slow to hold on to their beautiful sweet flavor. From there, I put them in a little bit of olive oil, I put them in a Ziploc bag, and then I pop it in the freezer. (laughs) That's what I do. I freeze my roasted tomatoes. And they are always ready to go. They're always easy. I'm not worried about the olive oil going bad or the tomatoes going bad. I know that if it's in the freezer, they're going to be kept very well. And then from there, when I want to use them, I just break off a chunk and I add them to pastas or lasagnas, or if I want to make a soup with a lot of them. And that's it. They're always delicious. They're flavorful with all the salt and the herbs I like to add to them. And they're really easy. And I just pop them in the freezer. Also, I'd like to add my trick to freezing things. I mean, it's not really a secret, but I do the same thing when I get berries and not everyone can do this. So if you have the ability, this is what I do. So I'm lucky because I have a freezer that pulls out from the bottom. So it's very wide. So when I pick berries or if I want to freeze something in a single layer, what I do is I take my berries or my roasted tomatoes, I put them on a sheet pan flat, so they're not touching, but in a single layer. And then I put that in my freezer to freeze. I leave it upright. So now it's just standing straight in a single layer. And once that's frozen, then I take them out and put them in a Ziploc bag and I stick it in my freezer for whenever. Because when I freeze things in a single layer, I know they're not going to freeze in a giant clump and it's going to be easier for when I want to use it. I also saw this trick that you put your items in a Ziploc bag and then you can make indentations to make portion sizes and then you can just break off like a little square. So if you were to make like four quadrants on your Ziploc bag or six quadrants and then you freeze it nice and flat and then when you're ready to use it, you can just like cut off that little quadrant or break it off and then use that. So that's another trick that seems really fun, but I cook so much. (laughs) I just use the whole bag. I hope you enjoyed some of my simple tips on preserving summer's produce. And I would love to hear what you do during this time of year. Do you make jam or do you pickle anything? I would love to hear about it. So please send a message my way. As always, I will include some of the recipes that we chatted about in the show notes. And if you are interested in more recipes, well, you can find me all over the interweb. (laughs) I am on social media on Instagram at Ferraro Kitchen. I'm on Facebook at The Little Ferraro Kitchen. And if you want to see some more recipes, head to my website at littleferrarokitchen.com. Until then, I will see you in the kitchen next time and happy end of summer.